Hi, my name is Lars, Lars Henriks. I'm a filmmaker, I'm from Germany. You're listening to the first episode of a special season of my podcast that I am recording in English. And let me explain why. Uh, first of all, um, as you probably uh, know by now, this is a second language for me. Uh, so sorry for my broken English. Please don't assume that I'm stupid. I'm just uh, more fluent in German. This podcast is called Authentisch Arrogant, which translates to authentically arrogant, which you probably already have deduced because listening to the, this, uh, you must be a genius, obviously. Um, Okay, so I am making 10 episodes of this podcast in English because my movie Bear Kittens uh, hit Amazon Prime this month in the US and the UK. And I have set myself the challenge of collecting 100 reviews as fast as possible because I love a challenge, I love a review, especially a positive one because I'm a narcissist and it makes me feel good to read people praising me. Um, and I want uh, as many people as possible to be able to discover this film of which I am very proud. Proud, proud. I'm sorry. This is going to be terrible because because my English just fucking sucks. I'm I'm, I'm very sorry, but whatever. Um, this first episode, uh, I thought I would just introduce myself. In the next couple episodes, I'm going to uh, talk about the making of the movie, the influences, the writing, the shooting. Um, and the post-production and the journey uh, I and my filmmaking partner Nissan have had so far with that movie. But for now, I just want to talk about myself because, as I said, I'm a narcissist and I love this kind of stuff. You can you can skip this episode, but uh, don't don't listen to be li listen to be. Good Lord, this is terrible. Listen to me talking about myself, please. Uh, so my name is Lars. I was born in 1999 in a town called Wolfenbüttel. Don't ask me where that is. I have no idea. I've been born there, then left it, and never been there again. Uh, I'm a filmmaker from Hamburg. Um, yeah, and I have m wanted to make movies forever. Uh, actually, uh, apparently, my very first question when I learned to talk was how to make a movie. And then my parents had to find out because they didn't know and they tried to find out and explain it to me when I was a child. When I was little, I would build uh, movie projectors out of toilet paper rolls and, and little lamps. And then I would have these empty film rolls and... Uh, I don't know, um, draw cartoons on them and then screen my terrible little cartoons. Um, I got my first camera when I was six and started making uh, some kind of uh, stop-motion films, I guess. I mean, a six-year-old is not going to make masterpieces. Uh, I made a masterpiece when I was nine. No, I made a terrible, embarrassing little movie when I was nine. But it was screened at the, I don't know, a German youth film festival something and I won 500 marks not euros back then it was marks because I'm I'm very old I'm ancient I uh, dropped out of school because I sucked at school when I was 17 um, and people told me that because of my sucking at school um, I could not go and study film and become a director so I went and studied acting to become an actor. Uh, I was, of course, lied to. I could have just gone and studied film, but uh, I don't know. People who didn't know anything about it felt the need to lie to me. 
But then I, yeah, I, I became an actor. Acting is fun. I liked acting. Uh, when I was done studying at 21, I landed a role in the Australian teen sitcom In Your Dreams. Go, go look at it on, on YouTube. It's funny. I'm Marcus. It's, it's Disney Channel-esque. Uh, I like it. I liked making it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and being on that big set every day, I kind of tried to absorb uh, what everyone around me was doing to kind of learn the, 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 the process of filmmaking to see what exactly a set is all about. And, and uh, I planned to then go and replicate uh, what I was seeing in this million euro <laughs> production uh, in a much smaller scale in my own independent movies, uh, which did not have a budget, but I had uh, enthusiastic film students and uh, lots of actor friends, um, my former uh, professors, and, um, and, and uh, yeah, lots of, lots of actors and film students. And then I uh, went when I was 22 and I made my first little indie feature film, which is a weird, weird movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that a little bit, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I dabbled in no budget filmmaking for a while. Um, it's actually kind of frustrating making movies independently in Germany. That's lots, there's lots of reasons for that. But I just, I just recorded a first version of this podcast and then I went into all the reasons why making independent films in Germany is so frustrating. And I got frustrated. And then I just stopped the recording because I thought, nobody wants to fucking hear about this. I don't want to talk about it. Whatever. It's, it's kind of difficult in Germany. There are reasons for that. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I tried to uh, sort of establish a platform for uh, no-budget underground independent film um, and founded together with other uh, Hamburg-based independent filmmakers the uh, Obsessive Underground Film Festival. Uh, we got some press coverage. It was, it was okay. Um, yeah, I made a trilogy of movies, uh, my Lovecraftian trilogy. Um, all sort of comedic, uh, all sort of ironic and a muddled mess of uh, tone, plus no budget. Um, the first one is called Warum Hans Wagner den Sternenhimmel hasst, which translates to Why Hans Wagner Hates the Starry Sky. Um, it was based on a book that I had actually written for fun when I was 16 years old. I had written it, Ripping Off uh, Kult by Ljub Koderesh, uh, which is a book I, I, th th that really impressed me when I, when I was a teenager. Um, and I, I, I wrote uh, a structurally similar thing. So, so uh, in Kult, Kult starts out as this um, uh, story about a, a young student who becomes a teacher in a small town and then uh, Lovecraftian Cthulhu stuff happens and reality dissolves and with that uh, the novel itself dissolves and becomes just random words and that really impressed me and I tried to uh, do the same thing. I started, uh, like, like my starting point was a um, sort of cliched rom-com. There was this loner character, Hans, who uh, went uh, uh, of his Mets um, by accident and fell in love with a Kashia. And um, yeah, then, th th then he would go and make friends in the real world and blah. 
and then a fairy would appear and say, um, you can, you can uh, have one wish, and he would wish for that Keisha to fall in love with him. And from then on, uh, terrible stuff would happen. He would get sucked into the evil doings of a Cthulhu cult, and in the end, uh, reality would dissolve and everything would be very weird. We shot that film on the stage of a children's theater company, um, as I said, with uh, no money, uh, it w it's all very absurd and and weird. But but it has this comedic tone, and then some scenes that try to be dramatic. Um, it's never really scary, but I guess it has some disturbing uh, content. But it doesn't go very far into that. Um, so uh, yeah, obviously it was kind of made for nobody, <laughs> and, and uh, very few people were interested. It was screened uh, at the Hong Kong Underground. Uh, no, what, what was that called? Um, I I forgot what what it was called. But there was a ah, Pineapple Underground Film Festival in 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 Hong Kong, and then. Uh, um, Actually, a uh, um, bigger distributor in Germany uh, took it and uh, brought it to um, cinemas all over Germany, which was amazing, still baffling to me that that happened. And uh, yeah, some, some people were raving about it. And uh, in, in one review, I have to tell this because I am a, a narcissist, in one review it said that, um, yeah, I was clearly uh, the uh, someone who, who uh, inspired hope in... Uh, the the coming generation of German filmmakers, um, but nobody really what it was interested. So I made two more no-budget movies that uh, nobody gave me any money to make, and nobody really bought. Um, I was always kind of broke, trying to get by uh, on acting. Uh, my second film was uh, Cordelia's Kinder, Cordelia's Children, also a Lovecraftian tale, this time about a family. The mother has just killed the father, so she stays in control of the family business, which is a crime syndicate. Um, and the father now haunts her as a ghost. Uh, the daughter is a contract killer working for the mother, but she suspects that the mother has killed her dear dad, and uh, she pl plots her revenge. Um, and then there's the son, who is the youngest. He's 16 years old, and he uh, discovered not only a door in the basement to an unknown dimension, yes, Lovecraftian, no, he also discovers his own sexuality and has a gay romance with uh, one of the male hookers working for his mom, uh, who does not seem to enjoy the romance, but uh, nobody really asks him. Um, yeah, that, 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 that movie was also screened at, at a bunch of festivals, uh, big ones even in Hamburg, the uh, gay and lesbian uh, film festival showed it, and that's, and that's really that's the biggest of those in, uh, in Germany. Um, that was cool. Uh, that, that movie and Hans Wagner, they are both uh, on YouTube for free now. You can watch them. Go, go and watch them. Um, then I made a third uh, Lovecraftian movie. It's called Second Commando versus Cthulhu. So Second Commando is this uh, small town punk band. They are a parody of small small town punks. It's a found footage movie. This band is making uh, clips with their own camera to uh, promote themselves uh, and then they discover a, <laughs> a conspiracy of uh, their small town government who uh, want to um, yeah, summon Cthulhu. This one is a straight out comedy. Um, 
the other two too, but they are weirder, weirder comedies. This one is, I think, more uh, accessible, but only in German. I'm sorry, it's on YouTube too, though. If you understand German, go, go and watch it. It's kind of funny. So uh, all of that kind of went nowhere. Then I made a, a movie called How to Be a Homewrecker. I made it in English, but with German actors. It's a comedy, an indie punk comedy. It won some uh, prizes for its music on festivals, uh, I, I don't know, in the US, in Germany. But again, nobody really cared. It's on YouTube too. You can, you can watch it. You can watch it. And then, then... Then I met Nissan. So up until this point, I was I was making stuff, uh, trying to I don't know generate interest in my weird independent movies, but never really getting anywhere. Having some festivals showing it, some critics raving, but it never really. Yeah, n nothing ever really happened. So then I met Nissan. Um, I had actually gone to drama school together with Nissan. Um, but she quit that drama school because she got hired as an actress and she just started working. She was way more talented than I and uh, started working three years before I ever did. Um, and then we sort of met and talked about maybe working together and then uh, in... Uh, conversations with her, I came up with the concept of a uh, lo-fi science fiction rom-com called Leon Must Die. Uh, she uh, took a big part in this production. She designed the costumes and the the props, so she really defined the look, uh, the, 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 the ironic uh, lo-fi retro look this movie has. Um, we, we, we took toy guns and, and, and fun costumes and made stuff. Um, yeah, and, and she uh, played the leading role. Um, and we made that for, I think, 100 euros. <laughs> That's all the money we spent uh, with a bunch of lunatics who would work tirelessly on this project with us uh, for nothing. Um, and this movie, after being... Uh, like the first version uh, was edited and then Nissan had a t uh, had a crack at it and um edited it down to uh, 75 minutes and and g gave it all a fast pace and made it very accessible and fun and suddenly uh, film festivals worldwide would um take that movie, would screen it, would invite us. Uh, I went to the US, I went to Vietnam, I went to uh, England, to the Derby Film Festival, to Britain. Um, and and th 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 there are so many reviews about that movie. And then that movie uh, got taken on by indie rights movies from Los Angeles who uh, brought it, for example, to Amazon Prime in many, many countries to voodoo and hulu and and whatever <laughs> whatever the fuck there are so many streaming services in the u.s by now big ones even big ones too um and they they, they brought it there and we actually did make money with that movie and and it was screened worldwide and it was like treated like this real movie um it was amazing. So I, I, I uh, traveled to all these film festivals together with, uh, with to, together with Nissan. See, I'm 
Very, very German, I'm sorry. Together with uh, Nissan, uh, I traveled to all these film festivals and uh, did all these Q&As. And uh, we, we, had some, we had some fun adventures uh, all over the world on and around film festivals. And then we came back and uh, we were broke. So uh, what does a broke actor do? I went to my old drama school and I began teaching. Um, by this point, I think I was uh, 25. I think 25 or 26. Um, but I, I mean, I had, I had played a leading role in a in an international series for two years. I had played in. Uh, in a successful children's program in Germany, I had. Um, been as an actor on stage for a year in a two-person show and then uh, on stage somewhere else uh, in, in another place. So I had I had lots of experience. So at 20, 25, let's say 25, I went back to my drama school to start teaching. Um, yeah, and thus began the story of Bear Kittens. Um, by now, Nissan and I have made three features together. Um, the third one is called Performaniacs, and it's coming up. As soon as we have those reviews I want to I wanna collect, we're going to get Performaniacs on Amazon Prime 2. Um, then the, the last two years we spent making a TV show actually called F60 Kamikaze. That project has fucking wrecked us. Um, <laughs> mainly fin financially, but also like, ah, uh, that was, that was a, that was hard to make and it's still in post-production. It's a very big project that we took on with no help or very little help. Uh, great help by all those people who did help, but nobody really could, who would, whatever. We we did that. So so uh, in between making bear kittens, um, which started with me teaching acting, but that's the cliffhanger of this episode. In the next episode, I'm going to talk more about that. Um, in between making that and and now where it where it actually gets released, um, we we did so much more. Um, but yeah, now we're all quarantined. The world is ending, and I want those 100 reviews. So far, we have nine. More is possible, I hope. In this special season of my podcast, I am going to tell you the whole story of Bear Kittens, as I have said in the beginning. Um, and you can become a part of this story. You can get involved. You can help by just going to Amazon Prime right now, watching the movie, and leaving a review. Thank you so much. See ya.